Hello and welcome. Hi, welcome, welcome to the, welcome to the cast. The the, um, the yeah the podcast. Yeah, uh, the podcast. You are listening to uh, Animation Nation, um, Animation Nation Station. Pardon me. The uh, the uh, cartoon uh, cartoon podcast, as well, we call whatever. it. Well, yeah, informally called the Carton Cast. Sure. Um, <laughs> it is way too young to have this many aliases. <laughs> We're way too old to give it that many aliases. <laughs> this is like if you had a baby and you named it like, yeah, this is my son Brett, aka the Crusher, aka whines a lot, aka. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like ali- uh, your definition of aliases are just your opinions of things. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> also, you have way too many aliases for uh, an, an imaginary kid made up. Yeah, well, I'm making this up on the spot. It's not a real kid. I didn't. Well, it, you've had so many of them ready. It makes me think that you <laughs> well, <laughs> just have these ready to go. Well, that's improv training. <laughs> okay. Wait, do you actually consider what you did training? <laughs> I played. Okay. Learning was oh, happening. I'll, I'll take it. All right, I'll take it. And well, anyway. Speaking of learning. Speaking of learning, did you know that learning can be fun? I have heard that, and no show uh, exemplifies that more. Exemplifies too much. Choose a different word. No. I'm helping you grow. Other. Sh- um, this like show. The show of which we are about to speak. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with your grammar. <laughs> just that one word. <laughs> I don't know how to say the sentence without that word. Uh, let's see. Exemplify. Exonerates? Um, That's not it. Exonerates? <laughs> <laughs> that can't be right. Although it does involve. There, there is sort of a policing aspect to this, uh, to this show. Um. Yeah, the show. Are... The show of which is Time Squad. The show of which is Time. <laughs> now I have a problem with your syntax. <laughs> um, yes, we are. We are going to talk about Time Squad. Why don't, you, why don't you give us the brass tax? Because so, I, I could not be bothered to look them up. Welcome to the tax. Um, welcome to the tax. <laughs> this is a segment called Running Over Tax. <laughs> so, Time Squad uh, ran on Cartoon Network from 2001 to 2003. Mm. Uh, it only, 2001 to 2003? I thought it went to like 2005. Uh, it, still it ran for a couple extra years, but the new episodes were only until 2003. There, oh. there were only 26 episodes, and it, it only lasted for two seasons, which you'll notice, is one fewer season than Rocket Power. <laughs> <laughs> Which is criminal. <laughs> and, you know, once the Time Squad comes back, I'm sure this, that'll be, like, one of the first things they fix. What, Rocket Power from the continuity? Like, just from, yeah, from history in general. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the creator of this, it was written and uh, produced by Dave Wasson. Uh, yeah. And I was looking him up. There's not a lot else on his resume in terms of well-known uh, cartoons. Give me a couple of them, because I didn't look him up. They're so not well known that I didn't even bother like writing down the names. Nice. <laughs> and if they're not, if, if his if his uh, mediography is not well known to us, and it's also cartoons, <laughs> eh, that means it didn't air. Uh, but, essentially. But I was uh, I did know the uh, the work of the uh, voice actors. As did I, which, we'll which get was into. amazing. Yeah, but uh, well, we amazing is. A misnomer. Should we get well, into we'll the get basic into... plot? 
Let's get into the basic plot. If you don't mind, I'd like to take the basic plot. Go right ahead. I'll, I'll pepper in. Yeah, you, you, you make like a rabbit flying a plane and just pepper whenever you need. Good, 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 good. <laughs> did you get it? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you think I was Popeye for a second there? <laughs> no, no, that's the sound of a, like a machine gun from a, from a plane. Oh, uh, I was going for a Star Fox reference. Okay. No, sort that, of. that, that went over me. Oh, no, actually, that's weird. In the Star Fox game, Peppy was the rabbit, but General Pepper was the was the dog that I, gave him this mission. I honestly think it was Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> I hope it was Sergeant Pepper. Um, so, yeah, we are the Star Fox podcast, and we're going to talk about Time Squad. Hang on. Do a barrel I'm, roll. I'm doing a barrel roll. <laughs> I got I got my axes, I got my axes uh, transfused for a sec. Um, see, <laughs> you can use literally any word you want. Because it makes sense in context. I think it's very unlikely that we're actually going to get to talk about this <laughs> this cartoon <laughs> during this hour. Uh, if 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 you if anybody at all is listening to this, we spent a good half hour playing <laughs> with the recording software um, before I realized that I had my uh, input and like my microphone <laughs> hooked up to my output jack. <laughs> I was, man, I was running I'm the through my head edit this, all so. the problems with what could have gone wrong on your end, and I'm like, okay, there's two things that are the stupidest thing. Yeah, is your volume I, off, or are they switched up? And it was that one. Yeah, and I and I said that they weren't without checking. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's audacious. You think you were there for that? Don't sound surprised. I didn't understand it in that way. Actually, you were there for the whole thing. Anyway, all right. So time so, squad. So time squad. Um. This so, the future is a utopia ostensibly. Um, there's no war, no pollution, and bacon is good for your heart. And the people who live in the future want it to stay that way. Um, but unfortunately, the, an interesting bit of uh, an interesting bit of the universe, this this made up universe, is that time unravels. The further you go into the future, yeah. it starts unraveling in the past. They describe they it a, as as a, a rope metaphor. Yeah, it starts fraying at the edges. The long, um, it, the idea is the longer the rope goes in one direction, the more it starts to fray on the other end, which I don't think... I'm not an expert on ropes. I don't think that's how ropes work. Uh, it's how rope time works. Okay. Um, and it's, I always thought of it like Twizzlers. Okay. It's like the longer the Twizzler that you have... Nope, nope. It's not going to work out. <laughs> I'm going to just <laughs> abandon it immediately. Um, um, but... Uh, that's an, actually an interesting it's, thing. Like, do you think I that was, they have to go back and complete their mission before the future gets messed up by like the, the ripples? Well, it's a huge time span. Um, so I think like if we're holding on to the rope metaphor, it won't actually unravel until it gets up to them. Uh, it's a huge time span. This takes place in the year one million. Uh, no, a hundred million AD. Oh yeah, which. That's... I looked it up on Wikipedia. This is far enough in the future that Earth has probably been hit by another extinction meteor. Also, probably that the sun has enveloped it. No, no, that's that would be billion. Would, would it really? Yeah, a hundred million. The sun's not set to go supernova for another five billion, I think. So I'm going to join grad school for physics, probably in astro uh, astrophysics. So that's definitely a thing that I should know. Something that you shouldn't know. Is, <laughs> is that, is that <laughs> pretty even, great? Even though Go it could on. be hit by a meteor, it's still not far enough in the future that the continents recombine into Voltron. Well, all right, I'm pretty sure it's Pangaea. Well, okay, something's seriously wrong with me if I know what the continent 
name was and not <laughs> when the sun envelops the earth. You're you're in the wrong what major field. Animal? <laughs> you're in the wrong field. What's my name? Um, <laughs> also okay, in the so, wrong field are the main characters. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, so yeah the the future is a utopia and they want it to stay that way. So they have to send squads back into the past whenever Attila the Hun decides to open a bakery or something. Right. Um, and historical figures tend to like go off on wacky side tracks, which are actually I think the funniest part of the show. Yeah. Um, because they have to be. Um, because the main characters. Um. Well, I, I won't say their well, comedic value yet, but they are hilariously inept at their job. Yeah, so the creator said that this show is like a C-minus student's approach to history. I saw that. Um, and so, you know, they have to go back. This time squad in the future is not mm. is is tasked with enforcing the past to protect our future. I love that tagline, That's a great tagline. And a great, yeah. and a great intro music, too. It's just like... Like it's real, like actiony science yeah, kind of sound. There's there nary an action kick kitchen. Yeah, um, I didn't actually listen to it. Um, I listened to what we're going to listen to next, or what we're going to watch next. Which man, get ready for that. You're going to love it. Awesome. But um, so uh, <coughs> yeah. Let let me talk about the characters. Sure. Do you want to just jump into the characters? Um. Yes. So. Well, that actually segues very nicely from the plot. Uh, are we, I, I think I think the best way to talk about it is to talk about the whole first episode as a whole. I, I don't think we need to dwell too much on it. Um, but these two, the, the the two main Time Squad, uh, you know, members are uh, officers. <laughs> the office, sure. Um, the highest ranking officer is <laughs> Buck Tud Russell. Great name. Um, <laughs> great character. He looks really funny. His proportions are. Really bonkers. The like, proportions of all the main characters. I, I actually made a note of this. All of the characters, like, like that are not the main three characters, are very well proportioned. Like, yeah, very logically. The main, but the main characters well, are I just mean, even, wacky. Even Otto is fine. Otto's got a huge head. That's okay, though. Um, so, like, Buck. It, 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 you can't be a... I mean, the, the, the head grows fastest first, right? The rest of the body catches up afterwards. At ten years old? It's fine. Yeah. Even before then, man. All right, but Buck is clearly wrong. But Buck looks like his like his core and the the top half of his legs were like uh, sucked in by an implosion that was happening in his stomach, and the rest of him was just like not affected. <laughs> Buck looks like that character I made for uh, Fantasy Star Online. <laughs> no, the, no, the, he doesn't. The gigantic he does robot. have the gigantic. He does have gigantic shoulder pad uh, muscles. <laughs> That's right. Um, and he he's comedy gold. I will go ahead and say that, but we'll, we'll get back to that in a second. Um, he is, uh, I guess, a Texan? No, it is established... He's a man. It is established that he has a Texas accent. That's awesome. Um, he's, so he's Texas a man's ma- man Texas in made every it. way. <laughs> Texas made it to um, a ten million, uh, 100 million AD. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it's, it's not uncommon for dullards to go into a policing profession, so this is sort of a lateral move from real life. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not too far removed that kind of a dullard would have an official position like this. No, not at all. Well, I'm not saying that it happens often, but no. it's, you know, I've, I've seen idiots. And when you compare him before. to the stupid characters on other shows, like the main, like the, the token stupid guy, he's not yeah. super bad. I was actually going to say that. He's actually pretty competent at his job when it comes to actually enforcement. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of... He just gets distracted. Existing in the world around him, that really gets the problem. He's distracted the by his own manliness. 
<laughs> which you, you can't really fault him for that. I was constantly distracted by his manliness. Um, so was Larry. The other, the other main, the other main character. Wait, wait. Oh yeah. So does, so does Larry, the Larry Three Thousand. Which that's not an acronym, is it? That, no, <laughs> his name's Larry. Also, I'm pretty sure it's actually Lawrence, and sometimes he just calls himself Larry. Other people call. I don't think he calls himself Lawrence at any point. Hmm. I might be making that up. But yeah, Lor- the Lawrence Three Thousands, the Larry Three Thousands. He is a diplomat um, and language specialist from uh, just slightly before all the nations united, and had no need for a diplomat. Yeah, that's great. So he was. Yeah, that's really good. So he's this disaffected kind of lackey of Buck Tud Russell, which is a little bit sad because he's way more efficient at his job. Yeah, um, I got a real odd couple vibe from these guys. I, 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 and all of the internet got a real, uh, got a real homosexual vibe from them. Yeah, I didn't even, like, I didn't even remember it before I went back and watched, but it's pretty present. <laughs> yeah, um, and then the third character, just so we can get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Talk about the voice actors, because that's the most important part. Sure. Uh, the third character is Otto Octavius. That's not it. Doc Ock. <laughs> <laughs> they oh my god, can you imagine the cross-fiction? <laughs> you could do, well, I mean, time travel, you can do any cross-fiction. Uh, time Squad, you have to go back in time and make sure that Peter's Uncle Ben dies. Yeah, just shoot him. <laughs> just do a, just roll down the window the, real fast. The darkest He'll episode. He'll never know. <laughs> that, that was Return of the Dark was about, right? Uh, I didn't see it, but then uh, neither did sure you. <laughs> yeah, also, I barely know what that is. So, uh, Otto uh, is this orphan from a... From the from the present, two thousand one, two thousand one. Although it looks like the fifties, sure, because um, there's this evil orphanage. Yeah, um, kids like really malformed kids pick on him. The sister is horrifying. Sister Thornley picks on yes, him. Yes, this is Sister Thornley's home for wayward tots. Oh yeah, <laughs> tots. And the Time Squad jumps down into his bedroom while he's sleeping. Uh, Tud Russell and Larry immediately, Tud Russell immediately starts breaking everything, um, and they realize they went to the wrong time period because they're both awful at their job. <laughs> and Otto terrible. is like, you're trying to go to this year, this is the guy you're trying to think of, because he's a history buff. Oh, he's a history genius. Well, I, I don't know exactly how that works. They use the term. Um, yeah, I feel like he's just a savant. Um, like, he's got an eidetic memory, but he's only interested in history. That's how I took it. Right. Um, and he kind of just purports, he just kind of injects himself into the team, um, and Buck Tud Russell and Larry let him, because they don't really want to do their job. They're terrible. <laughs> and Otto is basically the main narrative structure yeah. of the show. He pushes the plot along. Well, because he's the only one who, who remembers the mission. Also, the only one who cares that it gets done. The only one who cares, the only one who's competent, the only one who actually, the only, the only one who actually knows, who actually knows what these people are famous for and how to fix them. Right, and that's sort of his. That's sort of the the plot structure of each show is that the three main characters. Uh, it's usually done in a cold open. They're they're like trying to like fix a toaster, and Buck Tud Russell like breaks it, mm-hmm. or you know, Buck Tud Russell messes up the ship. Larry is very dismayed at the situation, and Otto is hyperactive. Is the general structure of yeah. the of the beginning? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a typical then, typical fifties family, except yeah, you know, in space exactly. And with and then the most annoying sound in the sounding alarm in the world goes off. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and they all rush to the thing and to the to the comm link or whatever, and they see um, a picture just like out of a history book. Otto 
kind of rattles off their, their list of credentials, and they go to see what the problem is. Right. Uh, and yeah, so... usually the problem is, um, <clears throat> you know, instead of doing whatever they're supposed to do, they do... Uh, the, the creator said, for each episode we figured, okay, what are they doing, and what's the absolute worst thing that could happen to make that? What's really funny is that... Uh... They the, the 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 alternate timelines are not consistent in unto themselves. No, not at all. <laughs> which I want to come back to in a second, but I want to finish up the characters first. Yeah. So the three main characters are really the only ones that are worth identifying because it's the monster of the week format. Yeah. Every single episode, they go to a different time period. Where the monster is evil Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one. Uh, He's pulling pranks on people. He's although I dishonest did see the Abe. Episode I did see the episode about uh, Beethoven uh, as Ludwig von, von Bonecrusher. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and he's a pro wrestler, and he fights Tud Russell. That's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, Tud Russell is great. Buck is Buck Tud Russell is comedy gold. He, he's not really an idiot hero. He just, his interests are very masculine yeah. and meatheady. Yeah. He's just, he's just bloodthirsty. He's competent enough to, like, move the plot along with Otto. Yeah. I actually found that a lot of the time, uh, Larry, the Larry 3000, gets sidetracked more easily. Yeah. He's also bad at his job and doesn't care if it gets done. Yeah, because, he, I mean, if you think about it, in a lot of media, when a robot is done with his function, he gets, like, decommissioned or turned off. Now he's just mm -hmm. doing a different job that he's not programmed yeah, for. Yeah, like Mega Man. Yeah, okay. Like the Mega Man villains, and then Wily's oh, like, like, I'm gonna villains, give you a second yeah. chance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mega Man's Man, doing like, his job fine. Yeah, he, well, I mean, anything that has, like, an arm cannon is... Always in demand. Exactly, at least in the future. Um, My future. Um, the Larry... Three, uh, by the way, Buck, he gets almost all of the jokes. Yeah. Because he's just really fun to watch. Like, before they go through the time portal to, like, fix history somehow, he'll be like, wait, 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 wait hang on. And then he, like makes a wrestling pose and he's like all right hit it <laughs> and they travel into the past and he immediately runs off and tries to like b kill a tree <laughs> he literally he's says like, i need to punch my problems into submission one time i can't do that it's not worth following up on. one time they got lost and he makes it back and he's like oh that's the same tree i was trying to eat earlier <laughs> <laughs> yeah he gets a lot of the laugh lines um so the voicing for these oh, three no, characters no, no. is fascinating not, not, not quite yet. Aww. I want to touch on Larry and Otto. Okay. And I know we're spending a lot of time on the characters, but they're really the main. They draw are the, of the central show. draw. Yeah, there's not a lot of like circumstance or scenario to get any episode. It's just go into the past and make it right. Yeah. Hijinks ensue. Um, the three characters are really the the waypoint. Yeah. Larry is just a standard foil to Buck. You know, he's the feminine. Uh, sort of, he's an effeminate robot to Buck's extreme masculinity. They they're at each other's throats a lot. Um, I got a really reminiscent. It was really reminiscent of like Kiff and Zapper. I was I was about to say I. A lot of the <laughs> show reminds me of Futurama, just not done as well. I it doesn't even. I, I think it reminds me of it tonally, um, in that like the the circumstance the environment doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. Um, the plot doesn't remind me of it, but, like, just kind of the tonal, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, why on earth would the future be like this? Yeah. Um, how would Eli Whitney making flesh-eating robots help mankind? He doesn't even seem to know. Which, he has to have it pointed out to him. Which, by the way, 
if if the cre- <laughs> I feel like the creator was making it up after the fact when he said like what's the weirdest way what's the worst way it could go wrong like they already filmed half the episode <laughs> yeah he's just making it up after the fact he's like well flesh eating robots like two things had to happen for them to say flesh eating robots <laughs> first off someone had to come up with that idea and second off somebody had to talk to that guy and say that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can see sort of a Gollum Schmeagle situation. Yeah. But um, yeah. and then the third character, um, Otto, whom I hate him. He's very. He, he's I find grating. him very annoying. He's very grating. Like his voice, I guess. Real like, high. Yeah, and Real that's kind of just how cartoons do. Um, it's sort of a Bart Simpson at like the nadir of his uh of, of that whole uh character arc, I guess. Mm-hmm. The voice just tended to get higher and higher as time went on and then it like peaked and it's just like at a frequency that wakes up mother new, mothers of newborns oh like, it's, i don't know it, it it's very grating <coughs> to me hmm. um he's very functionary he doesn't get a lot of laugh lines he's there to move the plot along but i mean he does he's, he does have a narrative role he's he's like, the he's the kid there. he's the kid like yeah. he's the one the, the kid audience reflects with well, I, i'm not even sure that's the case well, um, I, his life, his life when he's not in the time squad is really, like, pathetic. Like, he's not he? a happy kid. Oh, no, 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 when he, before he goes to the time squad, he's, he's, he's a pig in shit and, when he joins on the space station, right. like any kid would be. Right, but any time that they, like, accidentally leave him behind because they're incompetent, like, like, yeah. he's just he's the only desolate. One he's, not, he's not actually a member of the time squad. No, no, he can't get credit for anything. Yeah, but anyway, he's he. I, I don't like him at all. He, we need him because we need Larry and Buck Tud Russell to have antics and a, and and a balance. He he lets them he he fulfills the narrative role of the show, which lets them do whatever the hell they want. He's, to get away with. He's it. the parent figure, so that they can be the child figures. Sometimes, sometimes they're the parent figure, and they're like, "Go play outside," and they forget they're they're on a space. I thing. didn't say it, man. Freud said it. Freud said that to them. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. They go see Sigmund Freud. Uh, which, 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 by the way, the fourth category of character on this, all the historical figures, they're so apeshit. <laughs> they're, they're insane. They're all insane. And that's that's actually the most interesting part of this universe. Yeah. Is that they, they, they're... These famous you know, geniuses. Well, who... I, I'm, okay with, I'm okay with them being crazy. Um... But uh, like their plans in these alternate timelines don't make sense. Yeah, like in, the, in those timelines, like Eli Whitney makes flesh eating robots. Louis Armstrong wanting to drill to the center of the Earth. Yeah, um, <laughs> Al Capone wants to take over clowning, like just a, a, in its entirety. It, it makes no sense. Like Albert Einstein to... is a car salesman. <laughs> yep. So and like they, <laughs> they make reasons that they would want to do that. But the reasons make no sense. Real and thin. Even, even the even the characters are pretty bewildered by why. Like even Al Capone doesn't really seem to know why he's doing it, and that makes that's an interesting uh, parallel to the the, the 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 overarching plot of this, which is you know time is fraying at the edges. Oh, it, so you see it as a symptom of like an earlier insanity that they didn't fix. Yeah, I'm seeing like ripples going back, and it it doesn't make everything line up perfectly. Um, like some details change, but they're in such a way that they're not complete changes. They don't like it's not like a world changing wave where like one thing changes in this guy's life and it affects all of his past. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they were just picked up from their regular lives, plopped into this new function, 
and then just kind of have cognitive dissonance that they have to try to deal with. <laughs> Which I really like. I actually really like the fact that all of them are incredibly uh, kind of unaware of their own place in history. Yeah. Despite the fact that there's future travelers who say they're from the future. And everyone's just kind of fine with that. Yeah, I mean, it has. It, it's it's whimsical. It's it's it, it's whimsical enough that we can give it a we can give it a pass. Sure. Um, yeah. So that's that's what I have to say about the characters, and I think that's the big interesting part of the show is the historical figures kind of yeah. having to reconcile their new function with everything else about their life, which doesn't get changed. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the life is, is normal, but their their hijinks and their new uh, established persona within the cartoon drive most of the episodes, and the other ones are driven by the the interplay of the three main characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and usually yeah. it works very well. It's just sometimes there are jokes that don't go off as well as you'd like. Yeah, like the the one where the prime minister was naked. They 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 really played up the whole. Oh, the prime minister's naked. It's so zany. It's just kind of not funny until Larry noticed that he was naked and Buck, like, became incredibly offended at the idea that Larry was yeah. naked. Buck or Larry usually end up relating to the people they're trying to fix. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they're so extreme, and so are yeah. the characters. And they need one of the main characters to fuck off with the <laughs> with, <laughs> with whoever they're trying to rescue. They're, just they so keep they going have native. that sort of conflict. Yeah. Um... So, do you want to talk about... I would like uh, to talk about the voice acting and who yeah, these people sorry. are. <laughs> so, um, why, why don't you go ahead? So, Otto... Number one. Otto is played by the person who plays Bobby from King of the Hill. Oh, shit! Uh, which is exactly what I would expect. Perfect casting there. And Bobby from Bobby's World. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> I hope so. I don't think that's actually true. Forgot about Bobby's World. Jeez. And they're all the same characters. Um, <laughs> Buck Tud Russell is the same guy who does Yakko Warner? Yeah, his name was Robert Paulson. Oh, geez, really? <laughs> I, I, I think so. I remember, <laughs> like, uh, I remember, like, mentally ascribing that into, like, some crevice in my brain. And that, some, I felt like that was really Robert. weird casting, but it worked it? out. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Someone's Rob Paulson. But the weirdest casting, the weirdest voice <laughs> casting, the one you would not expect... It's amazing. Is Larry 3000 is Luke Skywalker. That's not true. <laughs> Mark That's Hamill. Possible. Who... <laughs> Mark Hamill, who plays Luke Skywalker. Yup. Yup, yup. You know, his arm got cut off and it was replaced with a robot arm. And now he's playing a robot. <laughs> so, so this is the Star Wars universe, but way in the future. So Luke Skywalker's gone on tons of adventure. Each time he gets something cut off, replaced with a robot. After a while, <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah. Well, he's a very C-3PO-esque robot. I don't know if that's a, if that was intentional. Oh, shoot. Uh, the guy who, uh, yeah, uh, Robert Paulson, or Rob Paulson, um, acting was a fallback. He, uh, he was gonna be a professional hockey player, and then he started voicing things, like, uh, um, he was Raphael in TMNT. Hmm, neat. Is interesting. Oh, shit, he was Pinky. Oh, jeez. Oh man! All right. Well. <laughs> anyway, um, what, what, what were we at to? At to? Uh, we were just talking about the voices. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I I like the voices except for Otto. They're they, yeah. I love Otto's Buck a bit grating. Yeah, yeah. Rob Paulson is is great. Yeah. I'm gonna have to start listening to more stuff from him. Um, but um, 
beyond the voices, let, let's go to the next segment. I'm gonna. Do you have any segments that you want to hit especially? I've still got animation and music and sound. Um, I just found the humor uh, very interesting. It's it's a very really? unusual sense of humor. How so? So, a lot of the jokes are not like jokes. They're just kind of like they're put in there, and they're like there's. There's no laugh. The joke is really the situation. The joke is the situation. There's no laugh the track, but even if there was a laugh track, you feel like it wouldn't go on at the funny parts. Like, uh, yeah, probably. Like, um, uh, I feel like I find funny parts different than the other, uh, than like what a kid watching this would find funny. Right. Like, uh, you know, in the first episode, they go see Eli Whitney, and Otto's like, "Well, that looks like Savannah, Georgia, down there." But, but it shouldn't be on fire. fire. <laughs> oh, man. You know, later in the episode when it shows the robots, like, trying to eat Larry? Yeah. <laughs> and, and the, like, the little meter comes up and, like, the robot, it shows you, like, through not the robot's flesh. eyes. Like, not flesh. And then it looks at Todd Russell, tasty flesh. <laughs> like, Eli wouldn't program them to think. If, if that, if robots see Todd Russell as tasty flesh, that does explain a lot of the, the Larry uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Amelia Earhart episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where she's, she's in the bone zone. Oh, um, total bone zone. So, yeah, um, let's let's talk about animation. Sure. So I actually found that the animation was very smooth. Yeah, smooth. It, su- it suited the situation. Nothing extra. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was clean. Yeah, it wasn't extraneous. It was very clean. Which it had to be. Like, this really has to... This is a very punchy show. It's like... 11 minutes long it's like it got an adventure time format because i think they do two yeah 11 minute episodes in one episode and it's not always 11 minutes sometimes they go long with one and short on the other which i really yeah. like i thought that I was saw, really like, a cool. seven minute one yeah or something which i really yeah like they they spend a little bit of time on the intro joke they spend some time uh identifying the problem there's no like uh tedious that we have to make the historical figure we have to convince him that to do this because we're from the future. They just Im- immediately accept it. Like, oh, you're from the future. Great. Did you show up to watch my wrestling match? <laughs> <laughs> like, that stuff happens constantly. And if, and if the episode is really short on time, it's just Tud Russell going in saying it's go time it's go and time. tackling something. Get some. Which I didn't remember that that was a thing he said, but I've been it's, saying it's go time for years. <laughs> you're not doing it from it. It's like a real generic catchphrase. But I feel like I might have gotten it from this. <laughs> I think he got it from you. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, with the time stream and uh, timey wimey and like wibble wibbly wobbly, they, uh, they all ben, fall down. <laughs> you've 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 done it again. <laughs> what have I? What did I do? What's going on? <laughs> you wibble wobbled. Oh uh, shit. Um. Um. Yeah. So but yeah. Um. The animation. So the animation is really. Uh. It, they 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 put a lot of care into each character's kind of expressions. Yeah, they're really subtle. Uh, well, not really subtle, considering it's still a cartoon for kids. Right. But, like, you can see when Otto is kind of, like, concerned, yeah. as opposed to just bored. And that's a pretty subtle distinction. I think, in fact, they are kind of subtle. You can tell I mean, when Larry is feeling frustration versus when he's feeling disdain. Those are two yeah. different things. Yeah. He, he, he's got a very wide, like, emotional spectrum for a robot. They're all negative emotions. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's because he does have a mouth and eyelids. In a way that I really like robots having. His main emotions are sarcasm, loathing, and decorating. Yeah, that's not an emotion. I guess it is for him. For him? Oh, yeah. yeah it's almost like uh, when, when, when like, uh, 
you know, a wife in an abusive relationship. She's feeling stressed out, so she goes, like, makes a cake. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of cake <laughs> he making. He just decorates it all. He does yoga. <laughs> Larry 3000 does yoga. Breathe in, breathe no out. Sense. He doesn't have a body. Uh, <laughs> like, he's not... That's an, another joke that I don't think was actually intended to be a, a, a joke that kids would pick up on. Like, yeah. He doesn't have a body, and he presumably could just, like, wipe the stress away from his brain, except that they programmed him to be pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoever programmed Larry 3000 was having a lot of fun. <laughs> well, you know, kind he of was like a, a robot diplomat. Hater. Like, Will Smith from iRobot programmed the Larry 3000. Oh, what oh, a great you're crossover. You're going to make the logical decision, are you? What a great crossover that would be. <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like you consider anything that relates to things that you know to be a great crossover. <laughs> ben, that's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I think I'm just Let's... easily amused. Let's tunnel out of that rabbit hole <laughs> in opposite directions, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, um, there was one animation thing that I wanted to point out. Right. I thought it was, all, again, a really funny joke that is just very subtle. Mm. Um, in the Confucius episode, which I think was my favorite. It's great. Um, <laughs> it's great, because they, 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 they find Confucius, and he's writing huge books, <laughs> right? Not little bite-sized phrases. And Buck... Buck Todd Russell is infuriated that books are a thing, I guess. <laughs> he's so mad. He's having, like, the opposite of, like, bringing in a gun to scare off the bully at school. He's, like, having, like, midlife crisis. He went nowhere. The kids he used to bully in high school now have high-paying, like, government and, like, computer software jobs. And he is just still where he was in high school. And he's going to take it out on one nerd, Confucius. But he never tells him why he's beating him up. <laughs> he's just, he's just like, I angry. need to teach you a lesson. What's that lesson? My fist in your face. And then <laughs> just goes from there. But it, 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 Which is really great. And Otto and Larry just like, yeah, that's probably fine. Let's go get egg rolls. I forget. How does that end? How do they fix him? Otto just like says, um, by the, we're, we're, we're sorry. Like, Can you just make bite-sized... Uh, bite-sized phrases instead. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure, whatever you want. Just don't beat me up again. <laughs> but but the animation part that I was talking about that I really liked yeah. was um, when Buck beats him up, it's off screen and you could see a lot of busted up books fly off from the bottom <laughs> off screen. Just kind of like, you know, a violence cloud like has, you know, smoke and like a bunch of fists flying and everything. This just has books pouring off the screen. <laughs> that's great. Like, like that's what he's made of or something. He is. It's very funny to me. Uh, yeah. So that's all I have to say about the animation. Yeah, let's let's move on to sound. I thought the music and sound effects really complemented uh, the work. I, I think I liked them, but they they weren't very noteworthy. I, I felt like there were certain moments where the, the music really set the mood. Really? I didn't find mm. that. I thought that, like, they were mostly played to, like, punch up a scene. Yeah, well, th- that's what they're for, but they can really emphasize um, uh, a situation. So the one I'm thinking of was uh, Lewis and Clark and Larry, where mm. they go to Lewis and Clark, and they're having a, a lover's tiff. <laughs> sure. Uh, they're like, uh, Lewis is like, did you explore with somebody else? And, oh, and Clark's yeah. like, listen, Lewis, I love exploring with you. I'm just not in love with exploring with you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we Maybe we should have like a re- recurring segment for all these cartoons of like where we just point out all the sexual innuendo <laughs> and like rank it. That would make it last way longer. 
That's true. Um, I'm like gonna add like thirty minutes to this. But basically, um, Clark goes off with uh, Tud Russell and Otto and goes to like rough it kind of randomly. Whereas yeah. uh, Lewis and Larry go off in like a really well organized thing and they have a much better time. And so it goes back mm-hmm. and forth between this really good and really bad exploring situation. And the music uh, is like, you know, the, the normal like, and then it's like lightning crash. Like, I think it was orchestrated. Like, it felt like there was an orchestra behind it. Nice. Maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, a lot of these cartoons feel like they had, like, a lot of budget for, like, uh, like, like music and sound in a way that I feel like uh, modern cartoons don't really... Yeah. They don't really reach that far. They, they, they're, they're a lot, you know, more staccato with the animation, which doesn't lend itself toward uh, to, like, yeah. crafting a scene from the ground yeah. up. Which, but... granted, this did pretty well. Like, it would constantly have, like... Uh, age appropriate music like by like time period appropriate music yeah just little something in the background set the scene and then like mm-hmm. little sound Benny Hill music at the end of the yeah the end of yeah the i noticed prime that. minister i was confused by that um and then <laughs> and then so it's stupid. like if like if somebody gets an idea there's like a little violin thing like boom oh yeah i forgot about that and a lot of people have ideas it, i felt like um no, like when the little ex- like when the little exclamation points go above your head in in paper mario it's like that kind of sound i love that <laughs> That's the, I love Mario's like uh, his 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 externalized like language. <laughs> it's just like emotions that have to be drawn well, around. Well, him. he doesn't speak, so I know. Like I, I love how that's uh, how that's approached, especially in Mario RPG. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. So so you like the music and the sound? I I was I you know it 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 didn't make a huge note of itself which is good i felt like if it had overbeared it would have been you know overbearing mm. yeah <laughs> uh, can you like uh, can you can you say can you talk a little bit more about that <laughs> so it was subtle can you just develop that idea it, a it was bit? subtle like when i paid attention to it it accentuated it but when i didn't it just sort of it was in the background and it made yeah, it better perfectly pleasant perfectly um, with pleasant. the exception of man like the sound effect i actually found very annoying the music was fine i thought the sound like in particular Otto's voice i really found grating um, and that goddamn alarm, which is like, <laughs> like I almost started fast forwarding. It's <laughs> like it's only like three seconds, and it jumps into the background immediately. But I, I'm so upset about it. That's a good uh, alarm clock sound. No, it's an awful alarm clock. Oh, I see. You mean like it's good for getting you out of bed? I don't consider like good alarm clock sounds ones that are good at getting me out. What do you use? I, I use a Gurren Logon theme song. That's pretty good. Yeah, um, and then also just like the timber riff from my from my new. Phone. I have my old phone, and all it does is the Gurren Logon theme song. <laughs> That's all it needs and, to do. Yeah, and remind me of old phone numbers that I deleted. Nice. It's my alarm clock. It's my alarm clock slash um, address book. But um, <laughs> uh, there's one other thing I wanted to talk about. Yep. Which is. Um, I feel like this is a commonality in cartoons that are punching to, uh, targeting a low, a young enough demographic that sometimes the parents will watch. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um, it, it's the case in the, in, like, in Rugrats, for example, they would constantly have adult humor or references to adult things. Sure. Um, that no kid would get, and it didn't detract from it at all, and I think that a real selling point of a lot of cartoons is their ability to 
put inside jokes in there without drawing focus. Yeah, Animaniacs and such. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Although that was a little bit too blue for yeah. me. But uh, there's a couple scenes that I wanted to mention in particular because I thought that these were like the best moments of the entire thing. All right. Might be, might be symptomatic of how I view cartoons in general now. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Beethoven episode... <laughs> So he becomes a wrestler because he constantly gets heckled at his recital. <laughs> That's right. And then beats up the the people heckling him, and everybody applauds. And one of the hecklers shouts, "Hey, dude, play Freebird!" I remember that, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Um, uh, there's also the Benny Hill chase scene, which makes no sense. Yeah. Um, but my favorite one is in the Al Capone as a as a clown episode. Sure. Like he's got his gangsters posing as clowns for 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 Al Jr., his son's birthday party. Mm-hmm. And uh one of the gangsters posing as a clown does a Joe Pesci impression. Oh my god. <laughs> so he's like, "Oh, what 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 are you what are you laughing at? Do I make you laugh? Am I funny?" And all like the, there's just like this mob this gangster dressed up in clown makeup talking to a bunch of kids laughing at him. How do I make you laugh? Is am I am I being funny right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It, and it just it's while the camera is panning across the entire part. Oh my gosh! It doesn't draw any attention to it, but it's like just five second sound clip. Yeah. It's incredibly, incredibly spot on, Joe Pesci. That's incredible. <laughs> it's really good. Um, I, I think there's a lot of moments, usually with the uh, you know erotic tension between uh, Larry and Tud Russell, that were uh, meant. Okay. What did you say? Erotic tension. Okay, I thought that's what you said. Like sexual tension, but I used a different yeah. word because you're big on making me use different words. Sure. Um, but, sure like, I don't think those actually went above that. Like, they were really transparent. So, like, you, I, I feel yeah. like kids would get them, too. There were visual references, though. Sure. Like, some of them were. Um, there is yeah, one... Some of them were the... Out- well, some of them were the over jokes of, ha, 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 this is like a married couple. Yeah. Uh, there yeah. is one scene that I really want to talk about real quick. All right. We are we are winding on. Yeah, I know. Um, Let's get it in. There. It's the very last episode. Mm. Um, they go back to two thousand and one, mm-hmm. where George Space Bush uh, is obsessed with making a giant ball of twine. What? Yeah, like <laughs> I don't the, like the producer must have been thinking like, okay, this is the last Figured episode. Out. We're not renewing. <laughs> Let's just get my political, you know, jollies off feels yeah. about this, and so. It gets amazing. He wants to make a ball of twine, so they beam back right in the Oval Office, and this and and you know the Secret Service is like, oh, whoa, get on the floor, get on the floor, terrorism. And and Buck starts talking, and Bush is like, is that a Texas accent? <laughs> immediately gains his trust, takes him down into this like underground like secret place, and is like, I'm making, I want to make the the biggest ball of twine. And Why? Otto's like, really? Are you sure you don't want to cut taxes for the rich or give <laughs> subsidies to giant corporations? <laughs> and George Bush is like, oh, I guess you're right. I just wanted to do something cool. And he like starts to tear up. And his dad, uh, George H.W. Bush, comes out from behind him and is like, now, now, son, don't cry. Wouldn't be prudent. Wouldn't be presidential. And then they just walk off. <laughs> That's the end of the episode? Uh, no, then uh, uh, Otto gets uh, kidnapped by his um, school, by his orphanage, and they have to rescue what? him. All right, I don't remember that, but that is pretty great. Uh, Man, George Bush is, is portrayed very interestingly. 
in modern media. In all honesty, I mean, like not just news, like <laughs> cartoons and stuff. Well, I think when you think about it, his portrayal in this show was more accurate to actual portrayals of him in the modern time than the portrayals <laughs> of like you know anyone else. Genghis uh, I, Khan. I, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a big well, comic I mean, the thing man. about it is that, like, the the the, the really comedic and uh, uh, you know just carefree and bonkers tone of it kind of like it, it's very it's necessary to avoid being offensive because yeah. these are historical figures and kind of just forget about that because they're so far from what they would actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you can but definitely anyway, see somebody getting offended. Yeah. Anyway, that's 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 Time Squad. I do. Um... I know we're out of time. I just want to say, I was looking through my notes, and I just saw this, and I realized I didn't actually write anything, but I wanted a section where uh, I wrote about things that I wish they had done, but were too dark. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write anything down, but I, but now I'm thinking like about Like where Tito it. commits suicide. Yeah, like where Tito committed suicide. Like, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Oh, like uh, they go into like Otto's past. Um, like his and, dad? Like... <laughs> Yeah, and, like, murder his parents. Oh, jeez. So that they get him as an orphan, uh, guilt-free. They're like, okay, we gotta boost our numbers. We're, like, the laughing stock. We need, uh, we need to get someone else on our team. And they're just like, this kid is really good at history, but we need to be able to free him up. So they just go back and try to <laughs> murder his parents. Like, they tiptoe past his door. Great. Perfect example. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, uh, like, Larry says, I've got this one. And, 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 uh, like, like pulls back, like, uh, a taser or something, which, by the way, Buck has a taser. Love that And taser. Buck, like, shoves him out of the way and says, like, no, they are men of the North. They deserve a, they, <laughs> they are people of the North. They deserve a Northerner's death. And, like, clamps his hand, his enormous forearm over both their mouths and says, shh, it's all going to be over soon. And just slits both their throats and then closes their eyes and says, an, uh, like, an Irish prayer. Jesus, Ben. <laughs> is, that too, is that too far? I love it. Do you uh, do you regret opening that bag of worms? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I like that you've given me this outlet. So <laughs> that's kind of nice. Oh, jeez. All right, but so yeah, that's, uh, let's that's do some closing Squad. remarks. Uh, closing remarks? I yeah. I, I like I'm Tom gonna... Squad. I think... Oh, let me go first. Oh, gee, okay, fine. No, 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 go ahead. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, I like Time Squad. I think it's a little stronger in premise than in execution. You know, it, it wasn't like laugh out loud at every moment but there were some solid jokes overall i felt it was similar in some ways to futurama but just not as polished yeah 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 and i would agree with that um futurama also had all them simpsons dollars though yeah, oh yeah big um, time. so yeah i i think that uh time squad is totally hitting on all cylinders really and i really like the uh i can never the narr not not the, the not the narrative something like that thematic structure uh, uh, the, the, the macro, the macro, macroscopic plot to it. I like the way time unravels in the past and ta- causes these famous figures. The concept, to, like, yeah. The, the, the concept. The concept. Yeah, the, that, that the, that the famous figures, like, have this cognitive dissonance that makes them behave insanely at <laughs> odds to their former selves and they have to redefine their personalities. Yeah. <laughs> super funny to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's fairly solid as far as a cartoon like that goes. I found that, uh, I think this is gonna be a theme of all the, like, sort of a tie-in of all the cartoons that we revisit that is just not as funny as I remember it being. Yeah. Which is okay. Yeah, I mean, I, mean it, I still love the concept. I still love the concept I, as well. I and think it's it short have, enough that I don't get bored I of it. I think it should have been for more than two seasons. 
Think so? I, I think they ha- they said all they had to say. <laughs> <laughs> like Monster of the Week format really doesn't work that long. Yeah, Two I seasons suppose. was probably pushing it actually. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, Time Squad. Yeah, um, I'll give it a B. <clears throat> yeah, I'm around there. Yeah. Um, and, and I really like the character Buck. Buck's a fantastic character. <laughs> um, okay, so let's. Uh, I, I I've got a uh, I've got a season thing. I've got something queued up for the next time. All right, what you got? Um, I have decided that we're going to watch uh, Men in Black, the animated series. Oh. <laughs> 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 Just that intro is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, we're both thinking of the intro where they're in the lineup. Yeah, the dancing, uh, the dancing alien. And the one goes dancing, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's um, brilliant. Yeah, and so you can actually find all the episodes on YouTube. Oh, it's amazing. Um, so you can, yeah, don't don't try to get it anywhere else because, like, the downloads don't work. But you should be able to find a few on YouTube. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Um yeah, th- thanks for doing this with me again, Zane. My pleasure, uh, Ben. That's your name. I don't think we've said it yet. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> so until next time... They, uh, they know how, who uh, we are in the cartoon Get some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Preserving the past to protect our future. Love it. Trojan horses full of candy, poet poets, feeling dandy, Sigmund Freud, hypnotizing, Buffalo Bess is scared of lies, police and services, Robin Shaw, oil season, blood is love, you just, he just won't stop talking, Winston Churchill, naked walking, Albert Einstein, what a loss, not a hippie, Betsy Ross, Rudy D, the king of crime, he didn't link it with the time, time is at your close, and watch yourself screwed up, and make you nauseous, this is the time squad. Honestly, the youngest, it doesn't have parents. The Russell's muscles will guarantee clear it. The Larry 2000's the branch of the team. So tune in and watch and you see what we mean. Cause Wendy's a making a robot, I'll bite you. I love a little rascal and grapple and fight you. Napoleon Bonaparte's wife's gonna wear the honor of the poet is time to play. History's a lot more fun, blasted with the laser gun. Here's